The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Cork. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the offensive side of the football and where do, now that... The Denver Broncos kind of have their key offensive players in place. Where do their best skill position players rank up with the best in the AFC? We'll talk about that today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Verla and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Go on over there. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. I want to talk about the Broncos' skill position players because I think this is creeping up on everybody. Surprisingly, that these skill position players may actually be better than you think. Now, everybody's going to look, of course, at the quarterback and say, well, Joe Flacco, he's underwhelming. Fine. I, I, I think the fairest way to call Joe Flacco is mediocre. He's a mediocre quarterback. He's not going to be awful. But he's not going to be good either. He's mediocre. He's somewhere in the middle. But let's also note that the Denver Broncos have a dynamic running back in Phillip Lindsay and some pretty darn good depth. I think they have dynamic weapons at the wide receiver position between Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton as a one-two punch. And now they have Noah Fant, who if everybody thinks he becomes what they believe, Noah Fant could very well be a Pro Bowl tight end. That is a better, and surprisingly, that is a better set of skill position players in the NFL than most AFC teams, okay? Let's run down the list. Pittsburgh, of course, which was the crown jewel of all the position players, has just lost everything. Of course, the loss of Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell leaves them with a pretty solid running back in James Conner. Juju Smith-Schuster, and then it drops off severely, and their tight their tight ends are nothing to be great about. Um, now I'm going to give you Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland is definitely one that is surpassing Denver from Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. I think David Njoku is the name that nobody knows about, or at least only the diehards know about. You're going to know about soon. We'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt, you know. Uh, So I'm going to give you Cleveland. But then you start to look around the AFC, and you say, okay, the Chiefs, okay? You have Patrick Mahomes, dynamic quarterback, gutted at running back now. Uh, Who's their running back? Anthony Sherman? Is this short Kendrick West still? Wide receiver. Tyreek Hill ain't playing a down anymore for the Chiefs, or at least he better not. And then you have a dynamic tight end in Travis Kelsey. But you have two glaring holes and two dynamic players. So it's not to say that that's just, as a group, this pretty amazing... Like, if you you were to grade them 1 through 10, they got two 10s and two 2s. Do the math, that's 24. Denver has, like, four 7s. Maybe a little less for Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's like a six. And then a bunch of sevens. 
So if you do the math, that's like 24-25 between the skill position players. New England. Now, New England's going to be the the overruling difference maker, I think, here because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady makes everybody around him just so much better. But at running back, Sonny Michelle, eh, all right. Julian Edelman coming back. And now you don't have Rob Gronkowski at tight end. We'll see how that affects them. Because remember, we've seen Tom Brady before. Without Rob Gronkowski, it's not exactly the prettiest thing in the world. Okay? And then you start to look at the rest of the AFC. Miami doesn't have anything we're scared of. Buffalo? I suppose maybe the Jets? With the acquisition of Le'Veon Bell? Sam Darnold? There's nothing there that scares you. I've never been a big believer in Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. And I'm sorry. It's just a fundamental thought process with me and how that quarterback plays the style. I just don't think that running-esque quarterback is going to work in the NFL. We saw it with Pat White. We saw it with Tim Tebow. We saw it with Geno Smith. We saw it with Robert Griffin III. Quite frankly, we saw it with Michael Vick. Michael Vick was one of the most gifted, athletic quarterbacks ever in the history of the NFL, and the best he could do is muster up an NFC championship game. Now, there were off-field issues that certainly played a part of that. No doubt. But you get my point. Cincinnati, y'all really believe in Andy Dalton as anything? A.J. Green, that's it? Houston, intriguing. Indy, I guess. Um, Tennessee is, there's nothing that stands out here in the AFC that really makes you like, whoa, oh my gosh. Now, I suppose Oakland is one of those up-and-coming teams because, of course, they got Derek Carr and then, uh, uh, of course, bringing in Antonio Brown, certainly a, a great skill position player. But I think you could make an argument that Denver's skill position players, they're top five in the AFC. They really are. I mean, Philip Lindsay lit the NFL world on fire in his first year battling through an injury and, and still put up a tremendous year. And again, Noah Fant, this is us projecting Noah Fant as a quality premier tight end. We all know what Emmanuel Sanders can do healthy, and I assure you he's coming back healthy. Okay, uh, if, if And maybe this is just because I know Emmanuel a little bit closer than maybe a generic fan. Emmanuel is is one of those guys I would bet on because he's a hard worker, he loves the game, and the guy just grinds. The guy just grinds. Remember, he's done this before. Everybody wondered if he was going to come back from the ankle. Well, he came back and he looked better than ever. Now it's Achilles. Severe injury. Yes, he's ahead of schedule. I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. Because he grinds. We all, I think most people believe Cortland Sutton is a potential dynamic wide receiver in the making. It's So it's not like I'm being unrealistic here. Now, I think the key part of our argument is, are they are, are we opening up to the NFL or just keeping it in the AFC? We're just keeping it in the AFC. Because if you bring, if you open it up to the NFC, now you're talking about the Eagles are better, the Cowboys, arguably the Bears, maybe the Packers, the Saints, there's a lot. The Rams, they are loaded in the NFC. The NFC is just this juggernaut of teams left and right all over the place, full of skill position players. 
AFC, it got really depleted this year. The loss of Gronk, the two situations in Kansas City, uh, Tyreek Hill being the big one right now. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown splitting up, going to different teams, making their bad teams better, but no longer putting this juggernaut in Pittsburgh. Now, we think Cleveland's going to be that one team that kind of takes that place. And I would agree. I think so. I'm a big Baker Mayfield believer. I have always been. He's tremendous. But after that, it's like, is there anything really that scares you? Houston, Indy, Tennessee, the Jaguars? I suppose maybe the Chargers with uh, if Melvin Gordon stays healthy, Phillip Rivers still a quality running uh, 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 quality quarterback. So uh, there's talent in the AFC, but it's a little bit more spread out now. And there are some key losses. There are some key losses at skill position players, and we'll see how it affects Denver. Denver skill position players, they're looking pretty darn good this year. They're looking pretty darn good. Now, that's coming with an asterisk of Emmanuel Sanders coming back healthy and Philip Lindsay coming back fully healthy. But if you gave me two players to bet on on the Denver Broncos, the first guy I would bet on to come back from adversity is Philip Lindsay. And arguably, the second guy I would bet on to come back from adversity, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. So again, big thanks to our friends over there at Tap14. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter. And of course, always at MileHighSports.com, where we have all kinds of great stuff going on on the Denver Broncos. From player profiles, discussions, debates, opinions, reviews, check out all that info at MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. See y'all.